0: Join us each week to meet senior living experts and inspirational seniors who are following their dreams. The fact is, we're all aging, so why not do it in style? Hey, everyone, welcome back to another episode of Aging in Style with Lori Williams. On today's show, we are going to do something completely different. We're going to do a case study. And what I mean by that is we're going to follow a um, gentleman, an actual person that I worked with to help find senior living and the resources that we brought together to just help him through the whole process. And I want to do a case study like this to kind of take everything that we've learned in all of the 29 podcasts that we've already done, and just apply it to a real case situation. Because I think it's going to make a little more sense now that you've been listening along and hearing all the different resources that are out there for our seniors. Also, today is podcast number 30. And the person I had on my very first number one ever podcast was Trisha Spurrier, with the Spurrier Group, Um, and she's a realtor, one of my go-to people, and I thought, who better to have on to um, talk through this case study, because she helped me with this gentleman. So, we have Trisha Spurrier today. Yay. Hey, Trisha. Hey,
1: glad to be here, and congratulations on number 30. Super exciting for everyone, not just you, but all your listeners, too.
0: Well, good. Well, thank you. I'm excited about it. I can't believe we've already recorded 30 episodes, or this is number 30. So that's pretty fun. And I'm glad that you're back with us. I mean, that's just so appropriate. You would be on today's show.
1: Thank you. I know it is fun. I remember doing the first one with you. And um, it's been awesome following you and listening to all the shows you've done creating all that education with all your guests. And uh, I am super excited to be here with you today on number 30.
0: Okay, Congrats. well, Thank you. Okay, so we're going to get started. And to kind of set the stage, I'm going to tell you about um, this gentleman. So this is a real live active person that we're working with right now. So it's still, we're we're almost over the finish line. But it was a lot of work leading up to it. But I just want to, you know, get started with it. So we're going to call him Bob, because I don't want to tell you his real name, obviously, for privacy reasons. But Bob called me In November towards the end of November and his situation was that he's 84 living in his own home a big house Um, he was a widower his wife had died several years before and he had two kids but both lived out of state he was having some health issues uh, mostly feeling just really lonely um, wanting to be in a place where he could have meals provided he um was going out to the grocery every day. He told me every single day he would go out and buy his groceries, and, you know, that's not good. I mean, he was just getting, like, processed food. Plus, with COVID, I mean, the risk he was putting himself in, that that kind of alarmed me, to be honest. So as we started talking, you know, he told me that he wanted a community described it by saying you know i want the meals i want the socialization i just am tired of being by myself i'm tired of trying to take care of this house it's too much for me but he was also very very overwhelmed and very anxious about the thought of moving you know what was he gonna how was he gonna do it he said you know i'm not a young man how am i gonna uh, decide what to take with me how am i gonna pack things i mean he just just was so overwhelmed that it was just kind of like freezing him in his tracks, like he could not go forward. And so, you know, first off, you know, I explained to him that we had some great options for him in the area that would be a great fit for a senior community. And then second, we needed to work on getting rid of this house. And so I asked him as I asked, you know, all the seniors I work with, you know, do you have a realtor? And he said, No, I I don't have a realtor. But there is a man in my neighborhood who puts flyers on the doors. And I know he sells a lot of houses. And so I said, Well, okay, I said, Well, you know, for your situation, I think it makes sense to work with a realtor, who that is their expertise is working with seniors. And so that's why I I asked him, I said, Can I put you in touch with my friend Tricia? And he said, Absolutely. So that's when I called Tricia, and said, Tricia, can you help us with this gentleman? And I explained the situation and Tricia scheduled a time to meet him. So Go, Tricia.
1: Yeah, yeah, you know, um, I was always happy to help uh, folks that you're working with, Lori, and uh, Bob was no exception. And, um, you know, you mentioned he, he was a bit anxious and he had a lot of questions, and he, he really wasn't even sure that he wanted to do this right now. And as a matter of fact, he even said, you know, I think I'll do this sometime next year. And this was the uh, end of November, I think, when we. Was it the end of November? Yeah, it was we end started,
0: of November. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah, and so he's like sometime next year, and uh, so I was, you know, at his home and sitting across from him at his dining room table, and Lori, I could hear his stomach growling. It was about ten o'clock in the morning, and he was drinking or trying to drink uh, one of those little uh, meal replacement shakes, a, a Boost or Ensure. It was a small little bottle, and he'd only gotten half of it down. And I could hear his tummy growling, and all I wanted to do was just make him some bacon and eggs. I just wanted to cook for him, you know. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I knew that meals were important to him because you had mentioned that to me, and it was obvious in ten minutes because his stomach was growling, and I just immediately felt like this is somebody that we definitely needed to maybe offer a little extra assistance to because, you know, he really didn't have anybody to help him. I think that was part of his anxiety too. You know, his kids love him, but they live in a couple different States and uh, he really was kind of alone um, in making all the decisions and just worried. Is he doing the right thing? Is it the right time to sell his house? Where is he going to move? He didn't know what that looked like or could he afford it? I mean, there's a lot of questions, of course, and you and I both feel, you know, for someone in that situation, but I'm so glad that he got connected with you because the good news is we were able to give him the information and data he needed to make the best decision for himself. And so it took a few visits and um, he was, you know, I don't want to say skeptical because he knew he wanted to do it. And he told me a couple of times, he he probably told you this too. um, He wasn't really looking forward to this, but Mm -hmm. he knew it was time. Did he tell exactly. you that?
0: He did. And and Bob, I mean, like many seniors, I mean, everyone's different, but Bob was, he was nervous about making a move, which most seniors would be if you've been in your house for a long period of time. But kind of to add to it, I think Bob had a little bit of an anxiety issue too, because he was very anxious um, where he was not sleeping, he was not eating well, and he would tell us all the time, you know, I can't sleep, you know, am I doing the right thing, Um you know, so there was a lot of handholding to be done with Bob. There was he had a lot of questions and he honestly, he was not a trusting guy and he did not trust us initially, which for you and I we're like, we, we love you. We're trying to, to help you. So it's kind of hard for us. So like, why don't you trust us, man? We're going to, you know, right. steer you. We're going to do right by you. I promise. But um, we had to really like step back and and go slow and answer his questions the same questions over and over again which you know which is another reason i do want to point this out this is why i think it's really important for a senior to work with a realtor who has worked with seniors and has specialized in that because there is an extra level of patience that is needed in working with seniors. And I don't say that like t- in a negative way. I mean, it's a good way. I mean, we, we know we have to be very patient with them. There's going to be a lot of questions and um, we don't want to push them to move too quickly. There's just a certain way of, of speaking with seniors, right?
1: Yeah, you know, that's a great point because we have to move at that person's pace, if they are ready to go, let's go. And if they're not ready to go, we got to get on their timeline. And, you know, for any of us, nobody wants to be pushed or told what to do or hurry along now. Let's get this over with. You know, um, that's not what he needed. We, we have to go at a senior's pace, but what's interesting, I think about pace is that while, you know, the first week or two that we, you and I were both working with him and he had some resistance and, you know, a little bit of pushback and we were strangers to him, right. You know, Mm -hmm. I get it. Like you said, he didn't know us. And so in the first two weeks, I was like, well, I'm not going to move until sometime next year. And then, after we introduced the, our you know downsizing, right sizing, and all the services involved in helping to make this an easy peasy move for him, Then once we kind of had a few more meetings, the next thing he says, all of a sudden his pace changed and he said, this is great. He said, well, can we get this done a little faster? You know, can we move a little faster? (laughs) I'm like, oh, (laughs) we've, we've answered his questions and now, you know, he's ready. And so we pick up the pace. So you kind of have to go with the flow and expect that to, to know that the tides are going to turn a little bit and, you know, you've got to be flexible and patient, like you mentioned.
0: Absolutely. And with Bob, um, you know, clearly when I spoke with him, I was able to identify two great independent living communities that would be perfect for him. They were right in the area. They did the three meals. And, And something that was funny was, we always say this that you don't know what you don't know, and so when he called me, he said, "Well, I, I think I just need a studio apartment." And I was thinking, "You're coming from like a 2,700 square foot house. That's going to be really hard to go down to studio." So we, you know, introduced him to two different retirement communities. He settled on one that he really liked, and so then I get a call. You know what? I think I want to go with a one bedroom. So I communicate with the community. He wants a one-bedroom now. And then the next thing you know, it's a large one-bedroom. And then finally, he went to a two-bedroom, two-bathroom apartment. He got the largest one they had.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And I'm so glad he did. Like you said, you don't know what you don't know until you receive more data, more facts. And that's what he did in his journey. His expectation was that, number one, he could only afford a studio. Exactly. And number two, it's all the space he would need. And what we, like you said, he went from a studio to a large uh, two-bedroom. But even when he secured the two-bedroom floor plan, do you remember how excited he was that the um, floor plan uh, came in with two options, two options for him to choose from on what yes. items to take and where they were going to place them in his new apartment?
0: Yeah, let's kind of circle back to that, Trisha, because what kind of like following what we did was first we secured which community he was going to go to. That was the most important. And with most seniors, they can move. The best thing is if they can and most can move to their senior community first and then figure out what we're doing with the house. So he's sort of he's still in his house, but he's ha- has the community. He's already secured it. So the next step that we did was um, Trisha brought in a mover to come in and kind of just take care of those fears that he had about packing everything up. And she was able to take the floor plan for the apartment he picked out and come up with options for where to put his furniture, what he could take, what, you know, what wasn't going to fit, what he might want to donate. And so like Trisha said, there were two options that she made for him on the floor plan of You know, he could choose which one he wanted. And that's what you said he was so excited about, getting that.
1: He was so excited about that. Um, he actually... And this is where we have to kind of sometimes over communicate. He thought that he wasn't going to be able to take his um, grandfather clock. He -hmm. wasn't going to be able to take a very special uh, hutch that had belonged to his wife with her some you know precious collectibles. And he didn't think he was in a room for all that. And when you know we were telling him, yeah, actually, you getting that large two bedroom, you are going to be able to take more, and I think you're going to be happier about it. And then when he saw It on paper when he saw Mm -hmm. the floor plan and the diagram and measurements, that was really important to him, too. Um, It was like proof, it was proof that he could take what he wanted, and that just gave him great joy and a big sense of relief that it was actually on paper, he could see Mm -hmm. it, and he could start figuring out, you know, what his new home environment was going to look like that gave him a lot of peace of mind
0: yeah and i think also not really understanding what the you know senior living was going to entail Initially, he's thinking, okay, I've heard this is what these places cost. So I'm only going to be able to afford the you know smallest unit. But once he saw that, okay, your rent is going to include everything. It's all inclusive. You know, it's going to have your three meals a day, your utilities, your housekeeping, your transportation, everything is all in one price. When he saw that and started to understand it, then he realized, okay, I can afford a bit more <laughs> because everything's included.
1: That's right. And it is like what you said, it, when you sometimes when you have someone that's very visual and detail oriented, you have to speak to that and do what I call a show and tell. So for him, once he could see all of the services that were included in his monthly rent, then it made sense to him. And once he could see a floor plan with drawings of his furniture on there then it made sense to him and he could make a decision and, and either move forward or say no thanks. And so that really helped in, in identifying the client and identifying the senior themselves, what their personality is like, what their life experience has been. Do they have help locally to, to help make these decisions or do they not? All of that goes into figuring how to best serve them. Mm-hmm. And, and for him, it was show and tell, like, show me. I needed something tangible to see. And then that gave him peace to move on to the next question. And so mm-hmm. we kept showing him um, how it would work. And it was kind of like the proof that he was looking for.
0: Exactly. And, and he was surprised. He was yeah, surprised he was. by that
1: proof. Yeah,
0: yeah. and <laughs> he kept being surprised that we kept delivering on what we did promised him. And like I like I said and Trisha said he was a tough one. I mean, he really we had to really gain his trust. And um, you know, another thing that happened was he kept questioning me. Okay, Lori, really, are there only two options that are going to work in this area? And, and I'm telling him, Bob, yes, that's what I have. So he went on his own and he Googled and he got hooked up with a large national placement service. And, And my service is a local placement service. And the reason that I am a, you know, advocate for local services is because we have all these different resources we only work in you know the dallas area we're not covering the whole nation so anyhow he got hooked up with this national placement service and they sent him 19 options and the options were assisted living which he didn't need memory care they were outside 30 minutes outside of where he wanted to live and so you know he called me back and he said lori i have these 19 places and I was like bob let's let's talk about it. let's look at these places and we went through them one by one and were able to cross off you know the majority of them and then of course, you know Bob being Bob, <laughs> he went and visited a place that was in another town, and he got lost. he had to literally be on the phone with the salesperson um, as they helped him get there so that's that's not what he wanted. <laughs> And, uh, you know, but he had to kind of learn, you know, figure it out. And so then he finally came back to me and said, OK, you're right. And I'm going to go with place uh, the first place you told me about because you're right. That was the right place.
1: Yeah, all those extra visits and all those phone calls and staring at a list of what he thought were 19 options. All that did was just create more anxiety for him. So it, it was did. anxiety on top of what he was already feeling. And you just want to take that away from him. You don't want someone to feel like that. And that's why like, your services are so tailored for the geographic preference, the lifestyle that they're looking for, what type of services do they need, what will they might need in a couple of years. I've heard you ask that question, you know, and then fitting their financial parameters. That local touch and a hug and love uh, goes a long way. In helping someone to feel better about the decisions that they're making. Um, yeah. I'm like you. I just wish that he hadn't done that because, again, he even if two were three properties – it was hard for him to drive. It was hard for him to navigate the um, highways. One, like you said, one property was like thirty minutes from his house, and he didn't really want to go any further than the local grocery store. I know. Much um, less thirty minutes on some other town, you know. And so, yeah, if if you could tailor those options, like, as you always do, it really alleviates a ton of stress, time, and, and in some cases, money uh, mm-hmm. too. And so yeah, I was so glad. Unfortunately, that was part of his process. He needed to kind of feel the pain to then realize, okay, well, Lori does know what she's talking about. So we'll keep moving forward.
0: I was gonna say that I was gonna say, you know, it was just terrible that it just brought more anxiety and more, you know, stress on this poor guy. But that was his personality, and I think he needed to do that that needed to be part of his journey to realize he needs to trust us. <laughs> we really honestly and and I get yeah. it he doesn't know us, but we had his best interest at heart, and I think he I think he knows that now, so what he does, yeah. He does so the community was wonderful. The retirement community where he ended up, they were wonderful. We've all worked together as a as a team, basically, to help Bob find the right place. Um, Trisha came in, she set in place with the um with the Packers, the movers, the Packers, the estate sale, they're gonna come in and do all of that. And um so Bob actually ended up telling us he wasn't going to do this till after the first of the year. But guess what? (laughs) He did it the end of December. And um, he's not officially moved out of his house yet. But he does already um, have the senior apartment. He's been going over there to have meals since the first of the year. And I believe he said he even went to a happy hour.
1: Yeah, he did. I was talking to him last week. And he, he just said at the end of our conversation, he said, Hey, guess what? And I was like, Oh, Bob just said, hey, guess what to me? (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) And he said... I'm going to a happy hour at my new place on Friday, and I said, "Oh man, that's so cool!" And well, I talked to him the next Monday about business, and he told me, "Hey, guess what?" And I said, "Oh, what?" And he said that happy hour was a lot of fun, and so he started talking about social. You know, he was talking about this from a social aspect, whereas you know, in the early there was no talk of social; it was just facts, logistics. Um, details and data. And now he's starting to laugh about it and have fun and, and adding to which is adding to his quality of life, which is mm-hmm. super awesome to see for him.
0: Yeah, I talked to um, actually earlier this week, the rep at the community and asked, you know, how's Bob doing? And they said, he, we love him. He asks a lot of questions. He still does. So that's just Bob.
1: <laughs> yeah, that is. That is. Mm-hmm. You know, I um, had something he was talking about, I think I told you about this, I'm not, I don't remember, but really cool that happened just yesterday about that community is that he needed to contact the HOA um, to get some information about listing the house. And the, uh, the young person that answered the phone with the HOA, uh, he told him what he was doing. I'm selling my house and I need some information uh, for listing it. And the young person said, well, Um, Bob, we sure are going to miss you. Where are you going? Uh, What are you doing? And he said, Oh, I'm moving to a retirement community. And she said, well, where are you moving? Which one? And he told her and she said, well, Bob, she said, my mother lives there. And he said, she does. And he, she said, yes, she does. And he said, well, all right. Does she like it? (laughs) And the My mother loves it. And she's lived there for a couple of years already. Um, We love it. And uh, Bob said, "Well, I'm in an apartment XYZ. And the girl said, Oh, my goodness, my mom is your neighbor. She's two doors down from you. And so, you know, he got confirmation out of just that just random phone call. And he's like, What everything is going along. I've, I've, the last couple of weeks, that's what I hear him say so much is everything's coming along and things are happening the way you said they were going to happen. And like you said, Lori, he's surprised. And you and I are like, yeah, that's what we that's what we that's said. Right. We, that's what we do.
0: We, that's yeah, what we told you. But he yeah. Well, and I love <laughs> yeah. that. What a wonderful so, coincidence that his neighbor is this, this lady's uh, mother. That's amazing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And he really loved the fact that someone living for the services is happy. You know, he said it's one thing for a sales and marketing person of a property to give you all the bells and whistles. That's their job, is to tell you how they can serve you. But to have, you know, another resident to say they love it, it was, a, it was more value. It had more value to him.
0: Yeah, so definitely. That was well, and I love also that you saw Bob uh, last Saturday, and he looked fabulous, and he told you how we sleep in now.
1: <laughs> yes, I saw him Saturday, and, you know, I mentioned to you the first time that I saw Bob, um, I guess that was the last week of November, and, you know, he was a little bit, um, he seemed really tired, um, a little disheveled. And I told you, his little belly was just growling, right? And um, so he's been going over to the property and having meals there and happy hour and, and socializing with others. So that's been an improvement in his life right away. And he told me um, when I saw him Saturday, I said, Bob, you, you just look so awesome. You look 10 years younger, you know, than just say four weeks ago. What's your secret? What are you doing? said, "Well, Tricia, he said, "Yeah, I'm sleeping. Sleeping is one thing, and I'm sleeping without medication. So, all these activity that he's been doing, the decisions he's making, you know, um, giving him peace of mind. And he's so excited and looking forward to his new lifestyle. Whereas, just say one month ago, it was pure dread for him. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it's just amazing how he looked like he was like he was expecting company." And I didn't tell him I was coming. I just, I popped by and um, he just looked amazing and he sounded great and he wanted me to come in and watch the football game with him that he had (laughs) going on and, I don't know. I was just blown away Saturday when I got to spend a little bit of time with him and I'm just, we're just really happy for him.
0: Mm -hmm. And that is why, I mean, that's why we love what we do because we can take someone who has the weight of the world on their shoulders and they have no one to help them through this process and we can ease the transition for them. I mean, we have the knowledge, we have the resources and we have, you know, teams that we can put in place and And I've told you this earlier, my favorite, I I love helping seniors and their families. And sometimes it's, you know, just super easy. This is a great place. They move to it. They don't need any extra help. Sometimes maybe they need, you know, some help with hospice or home care or whatever. But my very favorite ones is when we can just piece everything together, like with this, this one for Bob, and really see the difference that we're making that, you know, we found in the community, we're helping him with, you know, downsizing and moving and, and just the whole process and to see it come full circle so quickly from someone who was stressed and anxious and nervous to someone who is now thriving. You know, that's that's what it's all about.
1: It really is. And he's so ready now that he wants us to hurry up all the other processes that's still to <laughs> come, right? He's like, okay, I'm ready. So can you move up the estate sale? Can you move up the packing and the moving? And I'm ready. Let's do it. Let's do it. Um, yeah. And again, not everybody has as much fear and as much anxiety as he does. But I promise you, most people have some amount of fear of the unknown, right? So in in human beings in general, not this isn't just about seniors, but human beings in general, we kind of stop in our tracks. So we have the fear of the unknown and we don't move forward because we don't know what we don't know. But I always admire people who are fearful yet Continue to collect data and information and seek out answers to their questions. Once you have information, I mean that's knowledge is power, and that's exactly what he did. He fought through it, right? Like the the normal um, issues that we see, but you know he, he was his were amplified in his mind, mm-hmm. and he still moved forward. He kept moving forward, and all of a sudden, overnight, he is you know, thrilled with his life. So I always admire someone that can continue, you know, even though keep asking questions and that's what I would encourage people to do is just ask questions and then make the best decision for yourself. It may not be time for you right now. Maybe it's two months, maybe it's six months, maybe it's six years, who knows. Um, But get the info today, do your homework now so that when you are ready to make your move, you have some knowledge behind you and you're not having to go into it just an expert overnight. Um, get it now, right? And and see what it's all about so that when you're ready, you're just, you know, you're, you know you're going to be ready.
0: And that's so true. I think a lot of people are scared to reach out and really... Um, find out about senior living. So kind of like Bob, maybe they think, you know what, this is going to be so far out of my budget that I'm gonna have to live in the smallest apartment, and they don't understand everything that's included. So I, I think it's really important, even if you're not planning to leave your house for six or seven years, at least kind of know what's going on. And I love it when those people call me and they're like, hey, you know, we're fine in our house. But what should we look for the future? And you know, we may talk about some things about making the house where you you don't have falls, you know, fall prevention, kind of look around to make sure that it's a safe house. And then, you know, I like to go ahead and talk to people and tell them, you know, the goal is if you want to stay home, if you're happy and healthy and safe, you know, stay home. But, you know, sometimes there's some resources that could make your house safer. Or let's go ahead and also find out what's available in your area for independent living or for assisted living, whatever the case may be. Uh, it doesn't mean you have to move forward on that today. But just to have that information, I mean, knowledge is power. So it's good to have that. And instead of waiting, you know, kind of putting your head in the sand and thinking, well, I'll just wait till something happens. And then my kids will have to do it for me. <laughs> you know, it's better to be proactive. And sometimes-
1: That's exactly what I was going to say. Just always try to be as proactive. And the podcast that you, uh, where you talk about the different types of senior living, I love that that one, especially because that is one of the biggest misconceptions people have is they, unfortunately, people still think when some people, when they hear retirement community, they automatically, their mind goes to what they know, which is 1978 nursing home. Like -hmm. that's what they think is out there and you know senior living has evolved tremendously um you know in the last say even just 10 or 15 years um so when you get educated listening to your podcast about the different types of senior living what it looks like feels like what it costs um, that just should really bring a ton of peace of mind. And that's why I always want to promote that podcast to people. It's, it's just education. It doesn't hurt. All you got to do is listen for a minute. And, you know, I promise you'll feel better about what options are available.
0: Yeah. And that, Trisha, that's the whole goal of the podcast is really just to educate people and to inspire them to live their best lives. And I, that's why I wanted to do this case study, because we've covered so many things like all the different types of senior housing, um, downsizing, right sizing your life, which was the very first podcast we did with you. Um, you know, we've so many just talking about um, all the things we talked about with with Bob that we helped him through. So I think it's real important. I hope that this gives a good um, example of how you take all the pieces of information and make it work and what we do as professionals in senior living and to help our seniors.
1: I love it. I have enjoyed working with Bob. Um, He truly is a a case. I'm so glad you're featuring his story Um, because if, if we can make an easy peasy move happen for Bob, we can do it for anybody. (laughs) Right. Yeah, for so sure. if someone's Listening today and they're thinking, like you said, oh, I'm scared. I'm nervous. I don't even want to know. Let's just don't even talk about it. Please change your mindset just for a second. Open up a little bit and ask for some help. Um, again, Bob's quality of life has turned completely a 360 in less than four weeks. Um, because he asked a few questions and, and we were there to help him answer those questions. So I just would encourage anybody, you know, be be like Bob.
0: Was there a commercial?
1: Be like Bob and call us, you know, uh, we'll, we want to help you.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I, you know what I, I love? My favorite part of this whole story, of course, is, you know, that Bob is going to be where he needs to be and happy and everything. But he really became... I think he's a friend with you now. He's a friend forever. And, um, Trisha, you did something really special for him. And Trisha is from the same part of the country that Bob is from. Bob's originally from Atlanta and Trisha's from South Carolina. And Bob mentioned, what did he mention? Some food that he liked? Is that what, how, how did it get started?
1: Yeah, no, I kind of brought it up because, you know, you remember I have not, I didn't forget the first meeting where I could hear his stomach growling and I knew that he's hungry, literally, and um, just trying to get to know him better. And I, you know, I said, I heard you're from Georgia and I'm from South Carolina and I was just wondering, do you like boiled peanuts? And it's kind of a, that part of the Southern country thing is boiled peanuts and he said, "Do I like bull peanuts?" And he opened up his freezer and pulled out a bag of bull peanuts that were sent to him from Georgia. And he gave them to me. He wanted me to take them oh, home. Mm-hmm. And I said, "Oh boy, uh, yeah, talk about making friends, right?" Because a lot of Texans look at boiled peanuts and they're like, Ooh, rotten peanuts. Who wants to eat that? <laughs>
0: they're <laughs> so actually husband, really good.
1: <laughs> they are very good. <laughs> and uh, so we became friends real quick over boiled peanuts, but um, it was uh Christmas time. It was like a couple of days before Christmas. I was talking to my mom and telling her that, you know, I'm so glad that Bob's in our life and that what we were doing, you and I were doing to help him and just really want to make his world better. And, um you know she said well why don't we why don't we fix him up a christmas dinner you know a uh, a southern christmas dinner that you know he might really enjoy and so that's what we did we you know my mom made some homemade uh, butter beans and speckled peas and rice and um some uh, white gravy that he told me he liked and uh you know I made him oh I made him an ambrosia have you ever heard of ambrosia oh yeah yeah
0: okay. those are good <laughs>
1: Yeah, that was my dad's uh, favorite uh, Christmas um, food. And it was his, too. That's what he was telling me. He loved Ambrosia. So I made him my nanny's Ambrosia. But anyway, mom and I had a good time, you know, uh, cooking that up for him. And we took it over to him. And he, of course, was just shocked and, and just, oh, my goodness. And later called me that next day or later that day. And told me that anytime my mom and I wanted to cook up some vittles for him that uh he would welcome that cuz it was so good and it was a
0: taste of home that he really appreciated. <laughs>
1: he's yeah. just
0: so cute, you know? He he's is. just so cute. And and he um he told me too. He's like, "Oh, do you know what Trisha did for me her and her mom?" And I said, "I do." And he said it was so good. It was the best home-cooked meal I think he'd had in a long time. And um yeah, I think Bob just really needed that in his life. And and it has been just such an honor, really, to be helping him through this whole process. And like you said, just kind of watch him blossom from, you know, being anxious and scared and, and hungry.
1: Yeah, no, <laughs> and so, so quickly, too. You yeah. know, this didn't take six months. This took a few weeks. It didn't take a long time for him to have immediate improvement, quality of life.
0: Yeah. And I Absolutely.
1: think that, that's that to be said, you know, it doesn't have to be a link drawn out process. We go at that person's pace, like I mentioned earlier. And if that's quick, we're ready. And if it's going to take a little bit longer, we're prepared for that,
0: too. Mm-hmm, definitely. Well, Trisha, thank you so much for being on the show today. I so appreciate you and all that you all that you do to help seniors in this area
1: you well you know i always love spending time with you lori and i love your podcast and i i think you're doing amazing uh i have you know an amazing reach in supporting and educating folks on what seniors really struggle uh, a lot of the bigger struggles that seniors have and I appreciate the time and effort you put into the podcast and I'm excited to be a uh, number 1 podcast and number 30 podcast.
0: There you so, go. <laughs>
1: congratulations on your success of 30 episodes. That's
0: impressive. Thank you. You'll have to come back when we hit let's see 60, right? <laughs> or maybe 100. Oh, or, I mean, we'll, we have- we'll bring you for all of them, all the milestone ones. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that sounds good. I'm sure we have a few more case studies we could share with people,
0: uh, oh, you know, at 50, yeah.
1: 60, and 100 too.
0: <laughs> I'm sure we will. So guys, thank you so much for listening today. I hope that this has helped you. And I'm going to list in the comments, some of the different podcast episodes we talked about to kind of tie all this in together. And uh, that way you can go back and listen to them and educate yourself on that. And As always, if you have questions, if you want more information, we have all kinds of information listed on the website. You can always reach out to me as well. And the website is lauriewilliams-seniorservices.com. And uh, just let me know if you have questions and please, please share this information, the podcast, uh, my website, share with your friends and your family and your neighbors and anyone that um, may need some help. Thanks so much. And we'll talk to you next time.